ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Player 5 Podcast. My name is Austin, and alongside with me, as always, is my close friend, Rindon. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing marvelous, man. It's been a little bit. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah. For sure. We've yeah. been very busy. A lot of things are going on. A lot of sickness, at least on my part. Yeah. Sorry about all that. Uh, but we definitely are going to bring it back for y'all with some awesome and fun topics. Realistically, uh, we just skipped it because I was still so depressed about the direction of Luigi's Mansion 3. So yeah, I was just like, Brandon, we can't do it. Yeah. We can't do this episode. I can't do it. You're too sad. I'm too sad. Yeah. I haven't played it yet. And you know what? For all intents and purposes, I've heard it's a great game. Me I heard too. that like it's a lot of fun, in which I've said that like I never doubted that it would be fun or yeah. that it would look great. I just hate how it goes and you know another thing Renan I'm sorry I, I don't mean to just You're take good. over no, like no, take over dude take it over you know another thing I was thinking about this literally like two days ago when we were having this conversation about Luigi's Mansion 3 and like games like Twilight Princess and Majora's Mask and as I was like on my rant you came out with me with you and you were like you know Austin you have to take into consideration that you like the darker games you know not everyone is like you you know so take that into consideration on your rants yeah. and whatnot. And yeah for a few days, I was thinking about that. I was like, he's right. I should really more consider that in my person, you know, how my personal thing doesn't have to affect everyone. But then a few days after the past, I was like, you know what? I have validated. You know why? Why is that? Because what happened to those games? What happened to Twilight Princess? They got they, remade. They went to Skyward Sword, which got cartoony. Yeah. And then they haven't left cartoony. Luigi's yeah, Mansion went true. cartoony. And it hasn't left cartoony. So, so now, like, everything that I have mentioned that my style that I like and I was waiting for something like that, they're all gone. So, you know what? I think I am validated when I say I, I can, well, I'm upset because yeah. Luigi's Mansion is supposed to be, like, the dark person game. Well, a lot of people probably view the new stuff as a good positive change. I know you don't, but <laughs> it's you're validated in that we haven't seen something like it in a, like it in a long time. Come to the dark side. I haven't seen something like it in a long time. Um, and, you know, some people miss that. I'm, I mean, I'll miss it. I, I miss it to a certain extent. Um, that's my thing because I've seen a, a lot about Luigi's Mansion so far. And like you said, it looks like it's fun. It looks great. Um, it just is age appropriate for kids, which is unfortunate because, uh, you know, I kind of wanted a little bit of scariness too. Like I, I overall agree with you. I mean, we're, we're, it's been out for a while now and I haven't gotten it. So if that tells yeah, you anything, it's I've been about a week. I've, I feel at least somewhat similar to you. So, right. Really, yeah. Well, enough about my craziness and, and my quick thoughts off the top. Welcome back to another episode. It's glad to see all y'all. Sorry about the two weeks. Uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, then hopefully you have found us on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, and tell your friends to find us on all of those wonderful things. Yep. We are no longer on the hubcitypost.com. Uh, though still shout out to Nick. Nick is moving on to different ventures, and we have no news on that as of right now, but he is transitioning from the website to something else. To something else, yes. yes. So we'll, we'll have more on that when that comes about. Uh, so still shout out to Nick. Uh, other than that, yeah. Uh, Renan, holiday season's coming up. We just started November. Yeah, we got we still got a couple of 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 banger games on the way. Is there any in particular you're hoping for in, in your Christmas stocking? 
Uh, I, I'm at the point where I've seen enough of Link's Awakening that I really do want it. Mm-hmm. But I am not willing to buy it for myself because <laughs> it's $60 and it's a remake and I'm kind of like against that. But I really want it. So if someone got it for me, I would be like super excited. So that's one that I would be really happy to see as a gift, but I'm not buying it for myself. I'm sorry. I'll wait till yeah. it drops. But there's nothing, there's nothing coming out from this day to the end of the year. That's that you, that you're just excited about. I feel like this is a trap. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, I just want to know. You're looking very like cynical. No, um, I always look cynical. Not, not really. I mean, Pokemon, I've kind of cut, gotten a little more in your camp about like not as excited for it as I was at one point, at one point, mm-hmm. you know, Jack Antimax still annoys me and it doesn't seem to be changing a whole lot, but I'm sure it'll be a fun game. So I do want it, but I'm not in any way like hyped for it. If anything, um, outer worlds is still calling my name right now for sure. I mean, it just came out and I'm getting a lot of good, you know, word of mouth stuff about it. Um, uh, yeah. So, what about you? What are, What are you looking for for this before the end of the year? I think mostly Death Stranding still. Yeah. Uh, there's been some weird kind of review things on it. I haven't really looked at them yet. Yeah. So I, I need to kind of check into that. Uh, when this episode drops, it'll probably be out. Yes, it so will. PSA. This will be out. November it'll actually 8th. be out. No, because this is Wednesday's recording. We usually record on Thursdays. Right. This will come out on the eighth, on the day of Death Stranding. Right. So it'll be out on this day. Yeah. So As you're listening. Yes. If you when you're listening to this, of course play Death Training, then come tell us what you think about it <laughs> on our Instagram page at player five underscore podcast and on Twitter at player five pod. Yes. Yes. Nice play. Renan Renan does the Twitters, I does the Instagrams. Uh, yes. talk to both of us. Let us know. Tell us what you want us to talk about. We've definitely done it before. We've taken suggestions, all those wonderful things. Right. Um if we're being honest, though, Death Stranding is getting some mixed reviews. Yeah, it's it's looking a little rough so far. Yeah, I mean... Which is sad. I wouldn't say rough. I would just say mixed. Like, some people like it. Some people really don't like it. Yeah, but... So, we know that Guerrilla Games has, like, a part in it. And we know that they're using Guerrilla's uh, game engine. Because Guerrilla Games obviously made uh, Horizon Zero Well, Dawn. it's uh, Hideo Kojima, or whatever his name is. He's kind of... He kind of, like... You know, that was the whole drama about him uh, being able to make it. So I think people give him a lot of credit for, for a good reason. But, you know, it just it's just funny that I, I've kind of heard the same thing is that, like, a lot of people blame the, like, they're immediately want to blame everyone besides him. <laughs> really? You know? And, you know, maybe he's not as great as we thought he was. I don't know. I, I have no horse. I have no uh, horse in this race, as I always say, <laughs> um, because I'm not going to get it. Well, I think I but, think one of the things that because every time we watch these trailers, we're still like, "What the heck is going on?" Like, no one can really truly figure it out. I think story wise, it's going to be a one. I mean, you just got to think that with all the little things that we've seen, that it has to be a rock and story, right? I think it what? may just be the gameplay, <laughs> and I think some of the reviews, and that's what. That you were telking me on some of the reviews because I've been looking at it that yeah. like that the gameplay itself was a little lackluster. Yeah, which would be on Gorilla's part, I guess you're saying right, but I don't know. No, I don't think so. Well, I, I don't we, it would be on Gorilla's part. Well, you said. Well, I guess it is just their engine, but I don't know. I'm sure it's a okay game. 
That's all, I guess that's all I can say. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so we'll we'll have to see how that how that goes. Uh, with that said, let's go ahead and get into some of our quick mentions before we get into our main topics. This one was a little late. Unfortunately, I, we didn't do this one due to sickness, but it was still interesting that I wanted to share it. Is that the original Luigi's Mansion, obviously because Luigi's Mansion 3 was coming out, some hackers decided to go back into that game and look through the new files. Because, you know, obviously we've advanced in how we can search and extract things from games. Well, it turns out that Gooigi was technically in some way, shape, or form was supposed to be in the first game because it was made to be a multiplayer game and had built-in split-screen. And they actually extracted that and made the split-screen work, Rendon. So, yeah, very interesting. It just made cutscenes weird, and there was a- there was no actually second character on the screen. But, like, they would see, oh, like, wow, the okay. dust particles of where they were walking, and, like, the screen would move where they were moving with. There was weird. Just- yeah, it was... Very interesting. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Rinden, NVIDIA gave us a graphics update. Yeah, uh, we've actually had two updates since we last uh, released an episode, but I wanted to mention this before we got into our big topics because it's a very important update. They released uh, the most recent update and the one before it. Um, Like I said, it came out like a week or so ago, but they introduce a bunch of new features that are directly in response to AMD's graphics, uh, graphics cards and their new features. But basically they, the main focus was some features like uh, reshading tools to where basically you could put a filter over any kind of game you want, no matter what it was like basic, like think of like a Snapchat filter, but on a game. And uh, that was the main thing, but it also created these other two smaller features built into the control panel that were very drastically important. And, um, I will say it, it read up on this because if you have a PC and you can turn on the ultra low latency mode, which is one of the features they announced and the image sharpening mode, it's makes a drastic difference. And I can tell you firsthand, you know, I've been playing borderlands three, the game, it was like night and day, like how much better it looks. Mm. It looks so sharp. It improves the sharpness just like drastically, but not to the point where it's overly sharped, sharpened. Um, but I don't know, just having played Borderlands for literally like a month and then all of a sudden I'm playing it and it looks completely different and it looks way better. It was really, really good feeling. And also other games obviously would benefit from it. And the low, low latency is not as impactful, but they claim to make it, you know, feel a little bit more responsive overall. Every game's supposed to feel a little more responsive. Uh, I mean, I can't really say if it is that much better, but I did, you know, overall I'm experiencing a way better gameplay experience. So definitely check that out. Awesome. Awesome. And Smash Bros. Ultimate surpassed Street Fighter 2 in sales, officially making it the best fighting game in history. Right. And I think very well-deserved for how much we see Sakurai put into this game yeah he's working his butt off man yeah it's <laughs> i mean it was crazy before the dlc it's just getting even crazier and a dlc we shall talk about but first rendon yes we had blizzcon yeah that was uh over this past weekend and there's been a lot of news come from it for sure uh there was rumors leading up to it about Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4, and they were both announced, which is pretty incredible. I mean, I want to say before we get into it, they did 
uh, J. Allen Brack came out on stage at the very beginning of BlizzCon, who he's the CEO of BlizzCon now. Um, he took over of Mark Morheim. And um, he came out, and the first thing he said basically apologized for how they did the whole thing with Blitz Chung and like were upfront and transparent about it. It wasn't, I don't, I think a lot of people who are protesting and a lot of people that are at BlizzCon protesting probably wasn't satisfied, satisfied with what he was saying. But some of the people more like me that kind of sees both sides to it and that knows that it's a complicated situation, I, I was kind of thinking that. You know, it was good they did that. I'm not sure it completely solved the problem in any way. Yeah. It's just, you know, they didn't mention that. And I wanted to say that, you know, they are showing an effort, which is good. I mean, we always have to remember that damage control is always on the fly, right? Like, you right. start damage control immediately as damage is done. And that's you know, what they apologized for is that it wasn't the best option in the moment, but it was the only option they thought was the right one in the moment you know yeah and that's hard when you're dealing with china because china doesn't china doesn't make things easy in the sense of oh yeah no by the way i don't know (laughs) funny funny thing i got a random call um after i think our last whatever episode we talked about bliss chung on Uh and i got a random call from this weird number that was way more than digits that we got in america so i was like i'm not going to answer this this came like two days after the episode released and the whole entire voicemail message was in i guess mandarin you oh know. no and i was just this is like the first i'm hearing of this and i kind of get creeped out now i was like i just got banned from china <laughs> <laughs> he can't fly over there now i know damn it <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, uh, back to BlizzCon. <laughs> Overwatch 2 was announced, and they had some really, really good trailers. Uh, we we actually watched it right before, Austin. I'm, I'm sure you liked it. It seemed like you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and Overwatch 2, which, first off, I want to say I was surprised they're actually calling it Overwatch 2. You know, I, I kind of saw Overwatch as, like, a game as a service. You know, how, like, all Blizzard games have been basically. Yeah. So I'm surprised they actually are calling it Overwatch 2. I, I don't know why that just, I didn't expect it. I, I expected something, a big announcement like this, but I didn't think they'd actually call it a direct sequel. So that was. It's okay. You might be surprised what they call the Diablo after Diablo 3 then. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. First off, um, are you. Because. When we first heard the rumors of it, I even texted you. I was like, so Overwatch 2. And you even texted me, like, I don't see that happening. I was like, I don't either, but ESPN is the one dropping the rumors, so yeah. I have to feel like it's true. I mean, I mean, Overwatch has been out for a few years now, and obviously its peak is well behind it, but, I mean, is this is kind of surprising. Like, this is... Yeah, I None think... of us ever thought of a second Overwatch, like, at any point of time. I think a lot more people did than it would seem. Um, but this soon, yeah. Especially it, they 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 were releasing characters still. Like it was not that long ago they released. Well, this is why this is why I was I was so skeptical of the rumors, and that's this is why I'm surprised that it's a direct sequel. I thought that they were just gonna keep doing what they're doing and keep releasing stuff. Yeah, we might get something special that was like a story mode, but I wasn't expecting a full sequel. So, um, yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, not sure that it's going to pay off. I think it might bring a lot of people back to Overwatch because, I mean, I watched the trailer and I'm like, I haven't played Overwatch in like a year, but now I kind of want to play it, you know? So yeah. 
they're either trying to gain back people or there's a lot of people. Well, we know there's a lot of people that have been wanting a story mode because the cinematics are so good. People are wondering about the lore of the game, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. And with that said, uh, it's going to be mostly story based. I mean, it seems like there's obviously more coming besides story, but it's like the focus is missions, co-op missions that are like four player and they're replayable. So they will be like, um, you know, different, almost like RPG elements where you can upgrade certain abilities. Like tracers abilities can be upgraded. Her pulse bomb can have a chain reaction. I'm pretty sure that will only be in the, you know, in the, in the campaign mode. I, don't, I doubt you could bring that into the PVP space, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It just seems like they're going to have these RPG elements only in the story mode version. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, I mean, it's kind of what a lot of people complained about when Overwatch first came out. Cause when the first Overwatch came out, we were in an era still where when you released a shooter, you expected a multiplayer and a campaign. Now, you know, we got, we got Fortnite, we got all these other things that are just multiplayer games. And then we have some that are just RPGs and there's still very few in the middle that are releasing campaigns and, and, uh, you know, like call of duty modern warfare is notable, but you know, most big multiplayer shooters that have been out in the past few years have not been multiplayer and campaign. And so this is like the other half that we've always kind of wanted. And, um, that complaint when it first came out that I heard was that, you know, it's like a incomplete game that I'm paying 60 bucks for. And now it's like, you're kind of getting what you want. I mean, you have to pay 60 bucks again, probably, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's more fleshed out. So it, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's good. Positive news overall. Yeah. We also got a hero. Yeah. Um, sojourn Canadian lady. She seems cool. Yeah. Seems like another <laughs> shooter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, all the heroes in Overwatch, I'm usually pretty impressed by because they all yeah. have their own uniqueness that makes Overwatch special when it comes to shooters. I don't know if they dropped the background story for it yet. No, they haven't. I don't know haven't. if I saw the trailer, but uh, so they haven't yet? No, they have not. So they'll probably do it in the game then, I would assume. Yeah. Also, Echo has been a part of the a few cinematics in the past Overwatch cinematics that we've seen, and she had a big part in this one. Mm-hmm. And yet she hasn't been a fully announced as a hero in the new game, but I mean, it's like a hundred percent. I feel like, yeah, I mean, she was, she like, yeah, I mean, but officially Sojourn is the only one that has been officially announced. So, yeah. Um, I mean, keep going down the list. Diablo four, it got a really gory cinematic. Uh, I, I don't think you've gotten to watch it or anything, but it's definitely taking, play it's it's you know it's a direct sequel to three but it also is taking place in a different era where the main bad guy is lilith which is another prime evil um related to diablo and the other prime evils and the cinematic is basically them using a cult um summoning to summon her to sanctuary which is the earth in that game so it was really intense and a very, very cool trailer. Worth the watch for sure. If you can go and uh, if you're listening, and you haven't seen it, you should definitely go watch it because Diablo has always been like incredible with their cinematic, uh, their cinematic trailers, like insanely good graphics. Um, and like I said, it's gory, which is taking a note from Diablo two, which was a much more, you know, M rated gory, get gorier game than what Diablo three was. 
Diablo 3 was more for the masses. It wasn't as gory. Um, so this one is going to be bloody. <laughs> yeah, it looks a lot darker, too, than, than 3. Yeah, and they showed off the three classes so far, the Sorceress, the Druid, and the um, Barbarian. And the Barbarian was in 3, and the Sorceress was also in a past game, but the Druid was brand new, and the Druid is really cool because he just turns into a bear and like punches people so it looks pretty awesome um and it'll be a while before the game comes out apparently according to the developers it's like you know it's coming we have gameplay but there's still a lot to be done in development so but what do you think about diablo awesome it looks good okay uh (laughs) i've never i haven't actually played the first three diablos but I recognize, like, I can watch it and recognize why it is so well-received. Right. And it might be one of those where I pick up later down the line. Because there's a lot of, like, legendary games that I was years behind on. And I and I thoroughly enjoyed them whenever I decided to pick them up. Yeah, and Diablo 3 is, like, and you, you play through the storyline in, like, 20 hours. And yeah. then the what's so fun about it and why it's been around for so long is the replayability is, like, endless. So, um... Yeah, that, and it's on the Switch now. Diablo 3 is on the Switch, so that's pretty cool. Do we think? Do they announce what console Overwatch 2 will come on in Diablo 4? They announced Diablo 4 for sure. They said Xbox, PlayStation, and PC, but they didn't say Switch for Diablo 4. Nice. And I, they may have on Overwatch 2 as well, but I don't, I don't remember seeing a, an official, like, you know. But, I mean, you could probably assume Xbox, PC, and PlayStation. And not Switch. Yeah. And not Switch at first, you know, because Overwatch and Diablo 3 both came to Switch, you know, so um, I'm, I'm sure we can assume it's coming, but, um, and then the last thing, major thing, I mean, there's other things that happened at BlizzCon, but the these are the things that we want to talk about because we have direct relations to them. Well, obviously, we got a new expansion and a few other things that's cool, but me and Austin don't really delve into WoW that much, so um, we're not going to get into it, but Hearthstone, which is very important to me, as, as you know, um, they got a new expansion, which is expected, so no surprise there, but we we did get a surprise in that, um, well, okay, let's talk about, first let's talk about Descent of Dragons. Descent of Dragons is the new expansion, and it's going to be really cool because it's basically the culmination of a year-long story they've been telling with their expansions. They started the first expansion was evil, they stole the City of Dalaran. And like literally strapped jets to it and rocketed it across Azeroth. And then they went to Old Doom to steal plagues from the ancient tombs. And the League of Explorers was trying to stop them and they're having this battle. And so the last expansion takes place in the air and it's this giant sky battle where anything that can fly is flying around. And so there's like dragons, the dragon flights are trying to save. They're working with League Explorers to save the city of Dalaran and save Azeroth. And um, the there's like they're split up the classes in like evil classes and good classes. So it's it's definitely interesting. Like I, as as someone who plays Hearthstone, like I gotta say, like 2019 has been really good as far as like telling a story. And it wasn't long ago when we were thinking Hearthstone was like dying, and they've really really changed up what they've done. So um, that was cool. And then. Uh, Lion uh is became the first woman to 
win the Hearthstone Global Championship. Congratulations. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, that was a very emotional moment, actually, in the esports scene. Like, uh, there was a lot of people on, on camera, like, crying. And she swept in the finals. Game She won three games straight, destroyed her opponent. She did very, very good. And she was also the very first Chinese player to win uh, the World Championship. So nice. a bunch of big uh, Probably things. good for, for Blizzard. Right. Well... Good in that, like, relations with China probably are good. But, like, you know, some people are don't like Blizzard because they're supporting China. So maybe it might not be that good. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Congratulations to Yeah, to let's Maya. not take away from her win yeah. because that is important. That's history. Right. Um, and then the big news with Hearthstone is that Hearthstone's Battlegrounds got announced, which is a eight-player experience, which is... Interesting, because it's only always ever been one v one since Hearthstone came out. It's eight players, and it's basically an auto battler. It's their answer to auto chess and team fight tactics and Dota Underworlds. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks really cool. I've played it. I got early access to it. You get early access if you pre order the um Descent of Dragons pack, and um, <clears throat> I mean, I've played one or two games. Auto battlers aren't really for me, I don't think. Uh, I say that, I may get into it, and that may change totally, but it seems to be very much like a straight-up auto chess and teamfight tactics ripoff, but with Hearthstone physics and Hearthstone, not physics, but uh, Hearthstone mechanics like death rattles and bat- battle cries and stuff. So it looks well done, but pretty much a straight-up answer to Dota and Lee. Yeah, so. that's an interesting move on their part. Well, it is. It's not surprising because how auto battlers work, even though they run uh, traditionally in these MOBAs, they kind of operate very similar to Hearthstone in that like you're setting up minions in a certain pattern to make them fight, and um, it's just a little bit different. Um, so it makes a lot of sense that they did it. To be honest, it's just that I'm not as a Hearthstone fan. I'm not sure it is for me, even though. Because even though I'm a personal fan, I'm not an auto battler fan. So, you know, it's interesting, cool. I mean, it, it's definitely noticeable because it's the first time they've introduced a brand new game mode that was more than one v one. Yeah. So that's that's like the big part of it. That's the big part of it because auto battlers they take place one on one, but it's in a field of eight people, and so in all reality, you're still strategic strategically playing against eight people even though you fought one at a time. But that's how all auto battlers work. Yeah. So it was easy for them to implement it in the Hearthstone client. So I think all they right. did a good job. So that's yeah. that's mostly the BlizzCon news. I don't know if there's something I missed. I'm sure there's a lot I missed, actually. But um, That's that, like the big like highlights. Yeah, I feel like I kind of hijacked that conversation because I think, you know, I mean, I play a lot more Blizzard games than you do. Yeah, no, you're the, you're the Hearthstone guy. I, I... Well, that... I defer to you. <laughs> yeah. But well, let, let me ask you this before we move on. Does this... Was this BlizzCon good enough to to be okay with all the recent events? I think it was a good distraction, but I think that the people who are passionate about what happened with BlizzCon and their and uh, Blizzard's stance on her song, I mean, um, Blizzard's stance on China in general... I don't think it really smoothed that a lot over with them. Um, and, you know, 
as someone, like I said, I could see both sides of it. I understand why it wasn't enough because they referenced at the beginning. It was sincere, but that's all they did. Then it was like, hooray, Blizzard's the greatest. And maybe it was really good for, here's what I'll say. Since Blitzchung, the thing that happened with Blitzchung was a Hearthstone Esports event. And now the, it's like the worst thing that happened in Hearthstone Esports ever. And we turn around, Lion becomes the first woman to win the world championship. That's like the best thing that's happened in Hearthstone Esports. So for Hearthstone Esports, it's like an all-time high and maybe has redeemed them. But Blizzard, maybe not, you know? So like Hearthstone's in a good spot. Blizzard maybe's not, you know? Yeah. As a whole company overall because they're they're still seen as like money-grubbing, you know, work with China to get people's money, you know? So... So as you watched the live stream, did anyone show up in a Winnie the Pooh costume? There were people outside. They weren't let. A lot of them weren't let inside, and there was a lot really? of people before BlizzCon that were not let. The cameras were not allowed inside certain areas, but to keep from people showing the protesters to the internet, basically. So there was some protesters for sure, and we did see Winnie the Pooh costumes. Today, in an exciting day for Smash Brothers community, we had another Sakurai showcase showing us Terry Bogard. Yeah. I really like these Sakurai showcases. Yeah, they're so good. That's the, it's the best part about yeah. like, any like, new stuff happening right now. I like, I, I like his little humor. Yeah, he's, he's a, so weird. He's an interesting fellow. Uh, he yeah. showcased his... his they, had a, they had a crazy good time at the video the japanese video game awards yeah and smash bros won a lot of yeah they were flaunting it yeah he, he was flaunting <laughs> it um yeah today he was like gather around children granddaddy sakurai is gonna tell y'all story yep. because he went like deep into snk lore and, and right. a whole bunch of other things i love it i'm all about it I, yeah I, you can tell he's a genuine fan of that era of games and those games on the s like with the neo geo that yeah. was called yeah you can tell he's a genuine fan i did like the whole like uh here's like a remake of the neo geo and if you look inside there's a portable version that you could put into the dock they beat us to it oh <laughs> i didn't catch that it's awesome <laughs> yeah I, funny. I, I thought that was pretty funny they they seem so candid because it's like like you would never expect him to say what he said about the xbox or microsoft not long yeah. ago and then like saying something like that it's just uh it's the best yeah, he, he, he doesn't mind uh, poking fun at things. So, very, very fun. We got to, So, we got to see a lot of Terry Bogard today. First initial thoughts, Renan. How do you feel? And he, and he drops today, by the way. I mean, I don't think that's a shocker. No, that's but, how they do it now. Yeah. How, how did you feel about him as you watched? Well, I uh, was very impressed. He seems like he's going to be hard to be really good with, you know? It seems like that seems to be like a trend. I mean, aside from Banjo Kazooie, like if you look at Joker and and well, heroes too overpowered. Never mind. But it, I mean, you have to know when to use heroes. Uh, you know what do you call that? His down B. I forgot what the name of it. But it seems to be a trend that they're doing that, like hard to master but easy to learn. Yeah. Um. And Terry does seem like a hard hitter, though. I don't know what he is like class wise he looks like he might be like a medium heavy 
and he seems very fast. Um, I will, I did notice a few things about his moveset that I didn't like that. Like his, his grab is very, very short range. Yeah. Like to get a grab Even in. Sakurai was having. Yeah. He was missing grabs like crazy. That's yeah. why I noticed it. I was like, okay, so you have to be like up a close kind of fighter with him. Cause his only projectile is like that little ground fire thing, which is cool. But like he's, he's a up close character. Like you're yeah. going to have to rush people. So, um, I don't know. I, overall impressions, I think he's going to be a very good character. I don't think I'm going to play him too much. I may. I'm not sure. Yeah. I felt like they are they are just going wild with gimmicks with all the DLC. It's just like we can't seem to get like just a, a normal standard, <laughs> standard like yeah. give us no, these right. moves and it's whatnot. And, it's, and I'm not even talking about the um, the input moves where it's you know because they did that with with Ryu and Ken and I actually very much like that that's like very old school fighting game style yeah that's very true to what they are I did like the stage I actually thought the stage was a pretty cool idea yeah well yes and no but yeah tell me what you think about it I'm not saying that I love it I'm just saying that I I actually like because it's like you can't you can't do as much uh What's the word I want to I want to say? You can't do much gimmicky grabbing and throwing off, right? Like you, like you actually have to get a real KO off the side. Yeah, to, like to you, like happen. you let you can't actually gimp somebody like by yeah throwing a Doctor Mario pill while someone's up being yeah yeah stuff like that. Um, but anyways, you know the whole like you have extra powerful moves once you get in higher percentage. I I hate those stuff like that because it's like. With a standard character, you know, if you're if you're having a good one on one battle with someone, yeah, you're both going to be at a hundred about the same time. But now you, you know, if you're playing against Terry Bogard, you have to feel like, well, now he's got like the real advantage here because there's a lot of times where, depending on what character you have, you can get some characters up to two hundred percent before you can actually get one of your real good kill moves off. Yeah, and it's just like you're—he's not going to have that issue, apparently. No, no. so it—it's it, like with Joker. Like I, I'm not against um, a said, but it's like, man, it's going to—it's just where he comes in at is really going to mess up a lot of strategies there, you know? Because yeah. a said comes in at a really good point where you could start getting a really good kill, in, you know, yeah. So. And it makes the other character, you know, it makes you can't play the same and, and go for your normal kill moves as you can. So, right. They're definitely, they didn't go as crazy as gimmicks with him, but they went with very, like, in-depth gimmicks. Like, you don't just get a gimmick. You have to, you have to kind of do stuff to you get the gimmick. You have to work for it. <laughs> yeah. But it's still like, there's a lot of moving parts to Terry Bogard. But yeah, it seems like it. He looks like a very good character. I think yeah, I think he's going to do real well. Um I think he will be better than Ryu and Ken. Um yeah, I think Ryu and Ken have that have a specific recovery. play style. Oh yeah, Terry definitely has a better recovery than those guys, but um you know, it's just going to be a different play style. It seems to me like they he's his play style looks similar to Kiryu and Ken's, but it's not going to actually play that way. Like it looks yeah. like his play style is going to be like more in your face, rush them kind of. Yeah. And, um, where Ryu combo. Ken still has some, like 
they still play away from you a little bit because Zadukins do some things. Their side B, which is like this tornado kicks, like that's that's something that's not an in your face move that kind of takes you yeah over. And then like their down B that kind of does that black the slow like, kick, yeah, yeah. That like that's timing, and that's not an in your face type of move. That's a you draw them to them, to yeah. you, and, and kind of trick them. So Terry's like very much in your face. Um, I do like his air neutral special because on the ground he his special throws out that kind of like beam on the ground, kind of like right. clouds like special as yeah, well. I know what you're saying. But in the air, it like gives kind of it doesn't go it doesn't travel as far, but it, it gives like a really good quick like flurry. A fire, gotcha. I guess. Fatal and I Fury. Think that yeah, flurry. Um, <laughs> and I think it. I think it's going to be work out really well for a lot of different. Yeah. Things, so it'll probably be like one of those bread and butter moves, like uh, Ivysaurs up 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 a, up air or something yeah. like that. Like it'll be something that I can go to to rack up that damage. Yeah, you're probably right. Um. Yeah, I think uh, over. I, I kind of agree with that. To talk about the stage real quick, because that was something. Uh, the stage. I like that they did that. So to explain kind of, if you're listening and you don't know exactly what we're talking about, the stage that is releasing with Terry, um, is a stage where you can't get knocked off unless you reach a certain percentage, which is a roundabout way of saying like how a traditional fighter, uh, fighting game goes where you just run out of health and then you're yeah. KO'd. So it's just like a smash brothers way to implement it into this game. Where, you know, unless you're really high damage, you're not going to die. And I don't like the mechanic. I like it as a fun thing to do for this one stage. And because this one character comes from a classic fighting game. But I don't yeah. like it as like a future for Smash Brothers. Like it shouldn't exist. Right. No, no, yeah, I yeah. That. To me, it's like it's kind of fun and cool and like a nod to a different time. But it shouldn't exist as like a evergreen mechanic that we see. Um, you know, in all other Smash Brothers, because that would that would change the dynamic of what Smash Brothers was. Yeah, but fun little gimmick, and they added a bunch of those characters from uh, Neo Geo games, right? They in the background, they took one out that was uh, sexually explicit, I guess. <laughs> for all the, we, for the there's there's so many e rating little good boys and girls of many ages and cultures that play the whatever game. Sakurai we said. We can't let them see. Certain things. Sakurai is a stand-up guy. <laughs> he put Bayonetta in and Zero yeah, Samus. And yeah, we, you're right. We made them look, you know, a little questionable, but dude, we're not going to put Bia in because dude, that was some that was some questionable shots of the Zero Suit Samus in Brawl's storyline. I gotta say, yeah, and Force. Yeah, that's true. Like four, like her outfits in four. They kind of went away with that in ultimate for her they specifically did, yeah, they, bayonetta is in four and in ultimate but you know it's interesting where they draw the line i i did actually when i looked up mia the her actual description and like from like the developers or whatnot is a seducing ninja nice who like seduces her her enemy well, in ways to to beat them and so like Technically, I guess if that's like her, I mean, Bayonetta does, you know, has some same qualities too, in all right. fairness. But I guess if if you're going to exclude someone, I guess you know, I mean, they took out, I forgot what her name was. It starts with like a th. It's it's a weird name, but I think it was in one of the. Uh, it was 
in one of the Belmont or or uh, Kid Icarus stages, they took someone out that would have been too sexually explicit in the uh, cameos <laughs> of the stage. Sorry, so this isn't the first I, time okay, they've done it. I just gotta say this because it's stupid, but you said with a TH and you said Icarus was like, was it Thickerus? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what this. <laughs> I, I well, that's just what came to my mind. I don't know. Yeah, sorry. Let's stop. That was that was bring dumb. back Thickerus. <laughs> that was too. That was stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I mean, here to be fair, when it comes, to... <laughs> okay. Sorry. I appreciate you, Renan. Okay. Well, thanks for appreciating. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, back to honestly though, Mia. If you did it, um, say say they tried to put her in the game and they did it where they could still get the E rating and they they kind of like downplayed her is sexuality. It or is it T rating? It may be T. I thought it I was think it's T. Okay, whatever. It's not M, so we can agree on that. And that would be an M character. But if they were to downplay her sexuality for the game, I feel like that would be worse than if they were to just omit her. So I think they made the right call. Yeah. Well, I say worse for like, you know, genuine fans that, you know, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. I guess. I don't know how to say it without it being weird, but I don't know. Well, something's wrong with me right now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's, it's kind of unfortunate uh, as far as the, you know, staying true to the game and the cameos right. and all that. But like, it's understandable. The reason why Sakurai made his decisions at this point, we respect Sakurai. So we'll just let it be. It's just sad. But it is a darn shame. It's just sad because <laughs> if he wouldn't have said that, then none of the internet would be talking about this. We wouldn't be talking about this right now. If he would have just said, if he wouldn't have said anything and then someone would later say, Oh, they didn't include this person. It's like, who is that? You know? Cause like a yeah, lot of people right. already don't know it, but then it's like, he says we didn't include this girl. So like everyone goes and looks at, looks it up and yeah, it's like, he made it, he made it bigger than it could have yeah. been. <laughs> but I guess there, cause I, I've seen a lot of reactions. Like there was a lot of people excited that Terry made it in. Now, obviously a lot of the newer community is, and he even joked that when 64 came out that people were asking him who Samus was. He was like, so he doesn't uh, really, you know, he, he doesn't really mind that people are going to be asking, well, who's Terry? Which is why he gave us all the, the history of it. Uh, but there are a lot of people I've found that are very familiar with the Fatal Fury series, King of Fighter series, and all the other SNK games. And they did say kind of the same thing, that they were like, when they got Terry, they knew the cameos and they were expecting to see her. And uh, they're kind of upset that she didn't make it in. And I can't blame them for being upset, but I digress. Yeah. We digress enough on this topic. (laughs) So, Austin, Pokemon Sword and Shield is coming out November 15th. Also on November 15th, we're getting Jedi Fallen Order, the new Star mm. Wars game that we've been kind of skeptical, but also, uh, I would say optimistic about, uh, it's coming out the same day and, you know, we just wanted to take a look at, these are two big, big games that are coming out right on the same day, right around the same time. 
that a lot of people have been looking forward to. These are like Pokemon and Star Wars. Those are big IPs. Like those are yeah. no joke. Like people care about those a lot. And I just wanted to, we just want to take a second and ask like, which one are you excited for the most and why? And also what do we think they're going to do as far as like sales, which one's going to win out? Um, maybe just like in the first month or so, like which one do we think people are going to be talking about? Yeah. And it's going to catch on. So let's not sugarcoat this. This might be the top if we consider Pokemon Sword and Shield as one game. So it's just for this topic. Well, yeah, they kind of are, but yeah. yeah. These might be the top 2 selling games of this year. Yep. Honestly, because EA somehow still sells incredibly well, regardless of how much we protest them and talk about how their microtransactions and whatnot, they always sell well. Yeah. Their marketing is on point and everything like that. And it, Pokemon is going to do Pokemon numbers. <laughs> it yep. just is. But this is an interesting story, Rendon, because it's a tale of like two unexpected releases because Pokemon Sword and Shield gets announced. We're all hyped. Yes, it's happening. Yep. Mainline Pokemon on the, on the main console. It's finally happening. RPG we always wanted. Yes. And every time we get some news, we are just a little bit more upset. Yeah. And we're just like, are we sure about this? And when Jedi Fallen Order first got announced, I'm, I'm mostly me, but you and I basically came on here and says, all right. How's EA going to screw it up? Let's watch him mess this up now. Yep. And just every trailer, everything they say about it, just slowly is like, y'all aren't going to mess this up, yeah, are y'all? it looks pretty dang good. Y'all yeah. telling us no microtransactions at all, ever? Yeah. No multiplayer? Yep. All campaign? All RPG, yeah. Story-based, that's it. Okay. Also directly related to this, the original uh, trilogy, which is the most beloved. That's also yes. important. So, I mean, when we were talking, I would say a little over a year ago, or maybe a year ago now, uh, or almost a year ago, we've, we just passed our one year anniversary, like a year or, or a month ago. I'm all over the place. Listen, <laughs> we I remember us having a topic of when Disney made a comment. They're like, uh, we're fine with where we're at with EA right now when they were asked about, well, are you going to make an extension with them? As yeah. far as the video game IPs and Disney was like, yeah, we're okay right now. And it we were like, that's telling because they didn't seem to gleam or praise EA and EA's had a lot of controversy around the battlefront series and all that. So right. we knew they had to do something and yeah, it sure. seems like this is their response. So I'm going to go on a limb here. And say that I think Jedi Fallen Order might not sell as much as Pokemon Sword and Shield. But I think it will be more favored. Yeah. I think it's going to be a much better overall experience of a game. And yeah, I, I, I'm I'm going with I'm going with Jedi Fallen Order. Interesting. Um it doesn't. It's not a surprise to me, based on like all the negative things we've seen about Pokemon, that people are gonna, you know, probably at first gravitate that way towards Fallen Order because, you know, um, everything we've seen from that has been positive. It's just like you know, if you're just going by the trailers, the gameplay and story elements that are important to you, 
on on paper, if you look at it logically, uh, yes, I agree. Fallen Order is probably going to take the cake as far as like legitimately how good it is. But I really think Pokemon Sword and Shield is, you know, obviously there's some laziness that has been shown off and some negative components. Gigantamax is not well received. People like Mega Evolutions way more, and I don't know why they didn't do that. I'm so salty about that, personally. <laughs> like, Z-Moves were cool, and Gigantamax looks stupid. Whenever you have Mega Evolution as a mechanic that is legitimately good, why do you go with trying to make a new one? The, the, you shouldn't have to reinvent the wheel every time. It's kind of frustrating. Because, didn't you see how cool Meowth looked? That was awful. <laughs> Butterfree looks kind of cool, actually. Her Gigantamax, she looks like a giant Mothra. I'm okay with that. Yeah. um, But anyways, I think Pokemon is Pokemon, dude. It's going to sell like crazy. Like on the Switch, the Switch is sold like crazy. And Pokemon, the, you know, when Pokemon Go came out, they gained, they gained uh, players then just from that insanity that were never players before. Yeah. Sun and Moon was legitimately good. They were legitimately good games. I will say I played them all. Uh, I played that and X and Y, and those are the most new, the newest ones we can reference. And um, well, let's go. It's not really included, but that's a remake. So, I think Pokemon Sword and Shield is going to take it as far as like actually get getting you know sold, and um, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be one of these viral things where people are just talking about it like crazy. Uh, Fallen Fallen Order is a storyline that's going to take place over hours and hours of people playing and it's going to be a slow burn, you know? Yeah. But I bet it's going to be a great game. I do believe it'll be great. Yeah. I mean, I think both of these are going to be noteworthy in their own way. Like I still think Pokemon Sword and Shield is going to be an amazing game, regardless of all the negative sides of it and kind of disagreements we have with it. I think that they have introduced enough new things and, and, and stuff that it will, it'll still be a really fun game especially for possible newcomers that probably started with pokemon go and are just coming in yeah so uh i did find this hilarious so you know you you know you get bundled deals on things right right i found this hilarious there's a double there's a dual bundle for pokemon sword shield where you get both of them right yeah now the game is 59.99 or you could buy both yeah for 119.98 a penny no that's exactly both of them added together oh 1998 oh yeah wow yeah and i'm just like what i'm i don't i didn't get it i was just no that doesn't make sense because they made this whole like oh you're like you could get the bundle both games for one for 119.98 i'm like (laughs) Wait a second. That's not a deal. You can just buy both. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not a bundle. That's it's true. Just both. That's true. There's no extra playbook or anything special that comes with it. It's just both. Well, there is a lot of people out there that end up buying both games because they want the legendary or some of the specific like exclusives Pokemon to then trade back and forth, you know? Yeah. But um I guess if you only want to deal with one rapper. Yeah, where's the incentive? <laughs> You know, That's what I'm saying is, it's like the incentive has to exist for it to make sense, and it doesn't in that situation. If you, maybe if you gave me like one cartridge that like 
then I could choose one or two. Like or like a special cool. skin for your character that you only get if you buy the bundle. Like something, you know? Yeah, I don't think they get anything more special than the normal pre-order bonus. So, yeah. Pretty pretty unexciting on that bundle deal, so Right. But um, you know, as to kind of close this topic cuz the next one is going to be the kind of juicier thing, the you know, November 15th is one day from the official rules to get into the game awards for each year. So November 16th is the last time that you can release a game in a year to be considered in the game of the year. So that's a strategic. Actually, no, November 15th is the last day. It's before it November 16th. The yeah. Before November 16th. So, yeah. I mean, literally last minute trying to get it in there. That's what they're, that's what this is a play at. So they, you know, they know what they're doing. And again, like I said, I I would not be surprised if this year ends and those two are the top sellings. Like if they're number one and two. Selling, not necessarily like, you know, award winning. Yeah. Yeah. And they might win the awards and and we'll get into that here in a little bit. But, you know. I, uh, I don't know. I'm definitely interested in both of them and. Now that I'm in this moment where I beat Borderlands 3 and I'm looking for something else to play, I don't want to buy Link's Awakening for myself. You know, <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order, it's only a few, you know, like 10 days away or so. So it's looking, it's looking interesting for sure. Let's get into a debate yeah. or a conversation because I don't know your answer and you don't know mine. It always ends up with a debate, though, to be honest. Why Why not? Let's, let's make it spicy. We are here towards the end of the year. We are nine days away as of recording till the close date of the game of the year entries, as Renan just pointed out on last topic. So we're going to go over a list of the most notable games to have come out this year. Yes. And we're going to give our predictions. Game of the year. Who's going to take it all? The gold, the glory. So let's go ahead and talk about it, Renan. (laughs) Okay. We have, starting at the top of the year, we had Kingdom Hearts 3 come out. We had uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake. We had uh, Metro Exodus. Devil May Cry 5. Fire Emblem Three Houses, Link's Awakening, Super Mario Maker, Luigi's Mansions 3, Borderlands 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Outer Worlds, Death Stranding, and I'm going to spare everyone by not calling out Fallout 76. (laughs) (laughs) Was that this year? When did that come out? Um... It doesn't matter. It's a loser. We don't even. It doesn't even. It's not even worth the time to look it up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's not even worth it. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, to include Pokemon Sword and Shield and Jedi you Fallen Order from the last topic, so those are definitely in. There. Yeah, because I, I we're assuming that those will make the cut. Yeah. So here's we didn't make any really official rules. I just wanted. I just kind of wanted to place these. There's a few in here that I like that I know will not be contenders for Game of the Year or. Mm gonna be like major winners so like for me 
I absolutely, you know this about me. I absolutely love Mario Maker, but it's not, it's not even in the game of the year. Uh, like the actual game. See, of the I didn't year think time. either when I was making this list. I was like, "Do we add Mario Maker?" You're like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "All right, I guess we will." So yeah, it's not no, even I in contention, but it's in. It's a notable game. I think it needs to be noted because of how amazing it is, and people, a lot of people, haven't discovered it. I bet it has the longest lasting life oh, of all of these easy, games. Easy, because Mario Maker One, like, is still like somewhat alive. Like yeah. Mario Maker Two, obviously took out the major notable community of it. But that doesn't mean that people still aren't rocking right. Mario Maker One if they don't have a Switch. So shout out to the to that, even though it's not in content, contention at all. Um, some notable ones that I have not played, but I know are huge, huge hits were Fire Emblem Three Houses. I didn't play it. I know it sold like crazy in Japan and globally. I believe just overall it sold a lot here as well. Just you yeah. know, it's notable. And then uh, Devil May Cry Five and Resident Evil Two. I don't have anything to do with those franchises. Never played them. Resident Evil 2 is a beloved hit game. It was a remake, one of a few remakes in this list, like uh, Link's Awakening. So I feel kind of weird about a remake winning game of the year. So I don't want to include those because I don't think they would. Also, I'm raising my finger up to Renan. I know I can't see this on the other side, but I forgot to add an Astral Chain, which already did by itself a ticket to be a nominee for game of the year. All right. I forgot to add that in the list. Okay, yeah, that's that's important. But Astral Chain did get itself in there pretty quickly. Yeah. So I'm looking at this, and Borderlands is truly a love of mine, and that game has been incredible. Love the game, still playing it. I've got to level cap and literally restarted the game with a new character. So I'm not going to be partial, because I know Borderlands isn't for everybody. Um, so... As much as I think it should be in like the number one, it's number one game for to me of the year for sure. Mm-hmm. Even if even a Jedi Fallen Order and Pokemon Sword and Shield like blow my mind, like it's of all this of all these games, Borderlands Three is the game of the year in my opinion. Yeah, but when I look at this, unfortunately, I think Modern Warfare is going to be in there for a game of the year. I think it legitimately has a shot based on what I've seen. The campaign seemed really fleshed out and. Uh, brought to life these characters that we've seen uh in a different way like almost it's like i don't know how they did it but people who love call of duty whenever modern warfare was big is like are like freaking out about this game currently yeah metro exodus is going to be up there um and then outer worlds so like those three are kind of the ones to me that stand out as far as like you know gonna be in the top echelon of the games Jedi Fallen Orders, we know it might be, but I don't think Pokemon gets up there. So, um, you know, that's kind of where it's going for me right now. Um, haven't played a lot of Outer Worlds. I haven't, I haven't played any Outer Worlds, but I haven't seen a whole lot personally. But, you know, that one's going to be a hard one to beat. So, I don't know. I, I'm kind of ruminating with all those right now. What are you thinking, Austin? So, it's a lot of of parts to this. So we really know it comes down to like five choices. Right. right? Usually. I don't think Kingdom Hearts three is going to make it. No, I think it's sold enough. And I think in other years it might, but this is a really loaded year. Yeah. Like I think Somewhat, this is yeah. a loaded year in some yeah. ways. I, and more than others, you know, like there was that one year where we had like, it was either going to be red dead redemption Two or God of war. And there was like no question it was one of those two. I think this one you you can't really just bring it down to two. Oh, definitely not. I think that 
maybe maybe I won't say loaded, but this is a much more even playing field. Yeah, right? as far as like actual contenders. Whereas last year had a lot of good games, but yeah. there was just two on top that were just like, oh yeah, they're they're gonna be. And then the, the ultimate steal, Breath of the Wild, taking out Horizon Zero, whatever. <laughs> I'm so upset about that. So funny how upsetting it is because you love Zelda. I listen. I love Legend of Zelda, and I'm not saying it didn't deserve to be a nominee up there. I've just, I just still to this day, I'm not, I'm not going to say that Horizon Zero Dawn is the greatest game alive because I'm not going to be that partial. But I'm going to say it's the most well balanced game. But that's a stop for another day. So, yeah. the five that I think could make it, I think Metro Exodus is one of those five. I don't think Fire Emblem Three Houses makes it. And here's why. It sold great. It got amazing reviews. Everyone who plays it loves it. But in order for a game like that to win game of the year, you have to break your niche. And I just don't think Fire Emblem's broke the niche enough. Like yeah, their audience like I don't think they drew in too much of a newer audience. I think they did I think it, Obviously, by the numbers, it outsold a lot of Fire Emblems combined. So, they definitely doubled their audience. Yeah. But I don't think on such a grand scale that you could sit there and say, yeah, you're one of the top five. But I think it's an honorable mention. Yeah. Resident Evil Dude did great. But I don't think that there is the same appeal as like a Link's Awakening. And so, I think Link's Awakening makes that top five. Because it's the Legend of Zelda brand. It's the same reason Breath of the Wild beat Horizon Zero Dawn. It's the brand, right? Right. And I think that a lot of people are going to put it up there for that. Borderlands 3 makes the final five. It just does. I hope it does. It just does. Um, I don't think it necessarily broke the niche so much, but I think that its niche audience was already so large that it didn't have to. I think people recognize Borderlands 3 as one of those games that like even if they haven't played the Borderlands series, you recognize it as like you're one of those games. Yeah. You make that cut. Right. I d- totally agree with that. I just was trying not to be biased. <laughs> no, Borderlands 3 makes it. It's unique. It's it's its own thing. It, yeah. It's great. It has a lot of accolades. Um obviously that first week might be what the nail in the coffin to it winning it overall. Because that was oh, yeah. a pretty rough first week for it. Right. And a lot of the drama leading up to it, Epic Store exclusive. Yeah. That's, it's not going to win. And because of that, I don't yeah, think it would have won without of it. I don't, I don't think, I think it would have been a very, I think I would actually say it would be second place if it didn't have that drama. Yeah. But I think now it's like that third or fourth place overall. Right. Luigi's Mansion 3, it makes the cut. Oh, really? Yes. No it way. Makes the cut. People love I don't those agree type with of that, games, but I uh... I think that it did for Nint- when you think of, Nintendo's going to have a game up there. Oh yeah, that's on that's yeah because you got Pokemon, Link's Awakening, and Luigi's Mansion Three. Yeah, I just don't think Luigi's Mansion Three and Link's Awakening make the cut. I think I think, if, I think Link's Awakening makes it because it's the Legend of Zelda, right? But I think Luigi's Mansion Three is realistically the best Nintendo game that came out this year. That had all the hype. Astral Chain by that's not a Nintendo game. That's not first party. That's true. Platinum it's... Games made Astral Chain, but I think Luigi's Mansion Three. I think I think just a lot of people buy into Pokemon because it's easy to get into. 
Yeah. But I think a lot of those numbers are skewed. I mean, it's like, legitimately a good I game, just, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I look at numbers that Pokemon does, I just yeah. don't take that as, like, real, Wild like, success. Yeah, like, you, yeah. you are an easy-to-pick-up game. You're highly recognizable. Your brand is bigger than a video game at this point. Like, right. you just... You do your numbers because you're you're recognizable. People are gonna buy you for Christmas, and it's a strategic launch title, a launch date for sure. I mean, they set themselves up for this kind of success, so I'm not hating on it in that matter. But I'm just saying, like, I I bet you Pokemon Sword and Shield might sell more than what God of War did. Does that make God of War a worse game than Pokemon Sword and Shield? No, no. God of War will forever and always be a much better game than any Pokemon game can give us just what it yeah. is right so i'm actually not going to put pokemon sword and shield up there and i'm going to put luigi mansion 3 as the main nintendo game to hit that so there's two nintendo games in the five and i think that's yeah. fair so you're not putting death stranding up there no i, I haven't gotten to I've, oh. so what have i said i've said uh metro exodus Link's awakening luigi's mansion 3 that's the three that i've put in there so far oh call of duty sure. modern warfare makes it you're right on that Okay. Before. Oh yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. That your fourth one was. Outer Worlds is not going to make it. Oh, you don't think so? Interesting. It's a dark horse to make it. I think it makes it. I don't think it makes it though. I think it's a dark horse though. I, I don't know. Obsidian. There's a lot of love for Obsidian. There is. I just think that again, th- I'm not saying it's not going to be. A. N- I'm not saying that the five that make it are better games than it. I just feel like. Outer Worlds probably underperformed than what it should have done. I don't think Outer Worlds was getting enough credit is my we're, thing. Yeah, we're still early in the release because it hasn't been out for more than like a couple weeks. But you're right. I, I think a lot of people that said they were going to buy it haven't actually bought it yet. Yeah. And that's crazy because the reviews are amazing. Yeah, reviews are good. It might logistic, like, like it might legitimately be the best game that comes out this year. Yeah. By the way that people are talking about it. Yeah. And that's why that's why I put it up there too. I just it might be a dark horse. It might be the one that take Link's Awakening out. Yeah. Like some of this five is a little shaky and it definitely can be moved around. This is a hard pick of five for me, but I, I don't think it makes it, and I think it's unfair that it doesn't make it, but it doesn't. So we are four. Uh Death Stranding. It's tough. Mixed reviews. Mixed reviews. I mean, here's the thing. I feel like Jedi Fallen Order is going to make it, as long as yeah, as long as the look- date. Use typically it's the 15th of November is the cutoff date, uh, because that's just the middle of the month of November. So assuming that it's that, then I think Jedi Fallen Order makes it. But I think Death Stranding will have enough power to like Death Stranding has had enough oomph up to now to make it. I feel like, like I feel like Death Stranding is going to sell really well. And punches tickets in. So that puts me at six. And I don't really know, like, out of the... That's what I have. I have Metro Exodus, Link's Awakening, Luigi's Mansion 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Death Stranding, and... Uh, so, Order. how about this? How about, to, to wrap it, let's let's give our top two that we think is going to be, like, the first and runner-up, or vice versa. Like, we, I know it's hard to just, like, pick the winner. But if you want to just give our top two, what what are your top two? Uh, we just mentioned three and Jedi Fallen Order. 
I'm definitely surprised about Leech Mansion Three. Um, and you know I'm not being biased to that because I have done nothing. You but hated on that game. Have just been depressed about that game. Yeah, yeah. You haven't really hit on it. You've really, just been bummed out that you want to play it because you wish it was good. Yeah. Um, I uh, you know, Fallen Order. Let's just see how the reviews go. But it wouldn't surprise me if it was in the top two. Um, but for me, I think Outer Worlds is number one or two. It's up there. I think Outer Worlds, it's going to get enough love. I've seen enough gameplay of it myself. I legitimately want to buy it. I haven't decided yet. Uh, that Fallen Order is coming out soon. That may be the first one I get. So so what I'll say is Outer Worlds. And my heart wants me to say Borderlands 3, but I'm not concluding that one just because I'm partial. Yeah. And I'm going to say Modern Warfare. As much as I don't like Call of Duty, that I, Modern Warfare, that Modern Warfare series hits different. It hits different, and there's people I know that are talking about it right now, like how it ended, and they, you know they've confirmed a sequel with how it ended. Yeah, and there's so people hype, really hype about it. I don't care about it, but if I want to be realistic about what I think we should win or would win. You mean the people are voting by, you know, playing this game and getting a really hype for it right now. So unless Fallen Order knocks it out of the park, then that's what I'm seeing up there with Outer Worlds personally. See, my again, when you look at the past few years, the big names win, right? And I just feel like there's so many big like Call of Duty Modern Warfare, it's has a track record of already be a big name right like borderlands 3 is a big is going to be a big name the star wars title is just a big name and luigi's mansion 3 has a has a record of a lot of people who are excited of it right right like outer worlds does not have anything to back it now obviously what was it last year two years ago we had cuphead and celeste make it into the final five which was like shocking blowing on all levels but those were really easy to pick up, understand games, and they weren't that expensive, right? right? And they had so much hype behind them. And that's why I just say Outer Worlds is a dark horse. And I'm not saying that it doesn't deserve it. It's just like somehow the hype died. It, it just I just haven't seen it come back to that like peak to make me believe that it will have enough oomph to put it up there in the top two. Yeah, and that's why I'm not saying that it doesn't deserve it. I'm not saying it's not good enough. I'm just saying, will the will the people back behind it? Because again, I've I've seen snubs in the Game of Years awards, specifically Breath of the Wild over Horizon Zero Dawn. It's based on the people who vote for, it. and I'm just thinking, what are people going to vote for? What are what are going to get the clicks? And I think Outer Worlds will get clicks, but not enough. Yeah, and that's why. But you, but I think you, we both kind of agree that, you know, Modern Warfare, Fallen Order, they're going to be in there. Yeah. Because yeah. based on what you're saying about, like, what people vote, those long-running franchises that people have a, you know, special place in their heart for I are going to make it. I don't think Modern Warfare wins, though. I think Modern Warfare gets the... That's, that's why I put... Outer Worlds is the dark horse because I think Modern Warfare deserves to be the dark horse, but I think people are going to give it that honorary spot because it's Modern Warfare and Captain Price is a BAMF. Yeah, he is. <laughs> right? Yeah, he is. So I think a lot of people are excited that his character right. has returned in a way. <laughs> 
And I don't think I've seen people as excited for Call of Duty this much. Have you seen? He looks younger in this one. And yet it's supposed to take place after the events. Like, he looks like he's aged backwards. <laughs> Have you seen some of the cutscenes? This is supposed to take place at the events of the first Modern Warfare in a reimagination, right? Uh... Like, this is changing to canon. Okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm confused on that. So he's supposed to be placed in the first Modern Warfare timeline. Oh, okay, so okay, I was not wrong. On so that. they're re- they re- they're reimagining all of it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm correct, and I haven't played it yet. But if I'm correct, they're basically saying, "All right, that Modern Warfare series that we did before, great, doesn't count anymore. We're making it again." I mean, regardless, he looks cool, and people love it. So. Captain Price, he's cool. No, I mean, that's I don't a, like Call of Duty, <laughs> but those hit different, like Soap and Captain yeah. Price Roach. and. Uh, who what would you say? Roach. Roach. I think he was in Modern Warfare 2. Was it Roach? Yeah, and then there's uh Captain McMillan, who was the guy that you followed in that like the one of the best levels of any game ever where you're sniping and you're yes. crawling around all invisible. Like there's some special stuff the in ghillie there. Ghillie suits. Yeah, ghillie suits. Yeah. That's yeah. that's special. So So I think we brought it back, but But with that said, I think that was a good pretty good roundup of the game of the year. Once that actually happens, the game of the year, we will we will see who's right. And uh, hopefully, you know, we've called off some of them. I think overall, it's it's pretty easy to see that there's some clear winners up there. Um, but with that said, that was another episode of Player 5 Podcast. Um, we will be back at you again next week, hopefully. Um, sorry we missed, but to be honest, there was a whole lot of news that happened between now and last time. Yeah. <laughs> BlizzCon uh, was big, obviously, but, uh, you know, we kind of have some interesting stuff we want to talk about future wise so um yeah i guess we'll see you next week see you next week